It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't be sad that it's over. Smile because... Because it happened. Uh, thanks to Mac McClung and Jose Alvarado for making All-Star Weekend entertaining because, oh boy, that was, that was not, that was, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't basketball. Let's get to it. The Orlando Magic stay quiet during All-Star break and we look ahead to the rest of the season. We'll get to that on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 20th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic All-Star Weekend, it happened. Uh, not a lot happened. A lot of very bad basketball happened. We're not going to dive too deep into the individual things that happened. We'll focus on the Orlando Magic players and how they didn't announce themselves to the world. We'll get to that, plus how the Magic need to become mainstays of the weekend moving forward, all that coming up here in just one. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We expected All-Star Weekend to be a chance for the Orlando Magic to introduce themselves to the world. I was speaking with Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown Rockets over the weekend. Originally, I was supposed to be on to recap the Rising Stars game. It was supposed to be our moment. The Rockets had a lot of their players in. The Magic had a couple of their players in. It was supposed that, That's supposed to be our moment in the sun. That's supposed to be the developing young teams, their chance to just be on the national stage and show everyone like, hey, we're about to take over the world. We're about to take over this league. 
Um, of course, you need players motivated to do that. Uh, and frankly, neither Paolo Bancaro nor Franz Wagner were motivated to do that. Um, they were pretty content to stay in the background, to just kind of show up for the weekend and, and head out. And, and look, I'm not going to blame either one of them. Franz Wagner's been playing basketball nonstop since July. I, I, I think he needs a couple days off his feet. Paolo Bancaro wrote in his, di- in his uh, rookie diary for the Associated Press, that you know he was happy to be there, happy to see all the celebrities, happy to be in the in the competitions and 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 games that he did. Um, but he was also looking forward to getting a few days off. And, and the Magic, because they play on Thursday, they re- they return for practice on Tuesday, so less time um, for him. And look, no doubt about it, Paolo's hit a bit of the rookie wall. Franz has hit a little bit of a sophomore slump right now. Those guys need a chance to recharge and and get themselves uh, kind of back back into the swing of things. Regardless of any of that, this was not the weekend we were hoping for. Um, narratively, just not not what we were hoping to see, not what we were looking to get get out of, out of this weekend. And you know, it's I don't want to say it's disappointing um, because I think like those guys know what they want to do and what they want to get out of it. And you know, no one should be forcing them to say like, "Hey, go get MVP, go 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 do this, go do this or that." If it happens, it happens. And so, like, this is one of those situations where, you know, if Paolo goes out there, scores 25 points in, in the Rising Stars game, and looks incredible, we all, it's like it's like uh, the, the Summer League stuff. You know, he goes out there, looks incredible. It's like, okay, this that, that shows that he can do it. He announced himself, yada, it, it, it's all good. If he doesn't go out there and do it, it's like, well, this the, none of these games matter. And, and honestly, like, that's how I felt. Look, before we get to Paolo, Franz Wagner was 0 for 3, didn't didn't score during the Rising Stars game. His th- those that, that those games were just so short. Um, unlike last year, there really wasn't much defense or, or, or much intensity. It, it never got to the point where the co- competitive juices started really flowing. Um, it just was just so easy for everyone to score. And the Rising Stars game ended up being a preview for what we were going to see in the All Star game, where there was absolutely zero defense play. We'll get to the rest of All Star weekend toward the end of the show here. Um, but, but you know, honestly, like, honestly, like Franz never got a chance to get into a rhythm, and of course, you know, he's a forward, he's not a guard, so he needs someone to set him up, and and, and his teammates just weren't interested in doing that. And of course, like, like any great pickup game, your teammates judge you by your first shot. If you miss your first shot, you're not getting the ball back. That's like that that that's just the truth. Um, Paolo though did get opportunities, and and, and look, I would say that Paolo seemed less interested in doing the things that he typically does to get points. He wasn't driving to the basket. He was settling for the for the jumper, looking to do step backs, looking to do highlight plays. He got one over Franz Wagner. He got one over Evan Mobley. Paolo wasn't bad. You know, 13 points. Uh, I think he had six, seven rebounds across the two games. That's not bad. And, 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 you know, like he was, I would call him during the Rising Stars game, just a very steady presence. They, they knew they could get him the ball. They knew he would score. They knew he'd do all that. But he wasn't the one impressing himself on the game. And, and, you know, again, that's his choice. I think if he wanted to, he could have. But he was happy. You know, he only got to the line once. He was happy to just shoot the ball. And he had the best defensive play of the night, blocking Jalen Williams at the rim um, in a play that the broadcast didn't catch. Um, but, like, it was clear he was not the MVP. It was clear that he was content to stay in the background and, and just kind of be a steady drumbeat while Jose Alvarado provided 
the energy and the spark to really uh, really move that team. And, and Alvarado was the worthy MVP of the Rising Stars game. So we exit all, and the skills challenge, uh, I don't want to talk about the skills challenge. That was just, the skills challenge is just unnecessarily complex. And, and it always is. They decided to take something that was already pretty complex and make it even more complex. And I think it confused everybody. And on top of that, no one was trying. Like, like literally, no one was trying. The amount of missed shots during that shooting competition from all three teams, nobody was taking it seriously. And, and, and honestly, that's the bigger problem than anything else. Half the battle in all of these competitions is just trying. <laughs> just, just literally just trying. Uh, and no one was trying. Like, like, no, like I, I don't like questioning effort, but in this case, like, it was clear that everyone was just kind of going through the motions and just kind of like there for their appearance fee uh, and, and, then, and then moving on. And so, frankly, the NBA probably, you know, the, the passing chaos was weird. Um, Paolo Bancaro led his team in the passing chaos. So the, the relay race was the most simple and easy to understand thing. And like, look, my rant on NBA All-Star Saturday night, the simpler things are, the better. Don't overcomplicate everything. Everything is simple. The dunk contest works because it's simple. The, sl- the three-point contest works because it's simple. It's easy to understand. Don't complicate things. And they just made the skills competition so complicated to the point where like, it was clear no one was really invested in it. And, and neither the crowd was. Certainly the crowd wasn't. And, and honestly, the players weren't either. Um, it's... In all, like, this was just not the weekend for the Magic to announce themselves to the world. And, and I know for fans especially, that is disappointing. Um, because the Magic don't have any national TV games. We feel like this team, this group is an up-and-coming team. This group is, you know, on the periphery of the play-in race. You know, they're, they're, they've, they've got a long way to go still. Um, on the periphery of the play, play-in race, uh, you know, Playing meaningful games here down the down the stretch. Now that we're entering the last quarter of the season, now that we're after the All Star break, playing meaningful games, but no one knows us. Um, save for the video that the Ringer put out, which is fun, and, and save for basketball heads who are telling everyone, shouting like, "Hey, this group is coming. Watch this group. Get league pass. Watch them." Markel Fultz was fun. This was a chance for the Magic to really got just kind of put themselves on the national stage and, and demand coverage and demand people show up and. I'll credit the TNT broadcast. I'll credit them. They were trying to put Paolo over. They were trying to tell everyone like how good Paolo is. And like some of the, some of those TNT broadcasts were saying, this is my first time seeing Paolo live, and he is a lot bigger and, and doing things that, that guys that big should do. But we didn't see it play out on the court. And, and again, that's I think that's what Magic fans wanted to see out of this weekend. And, and, and we just didn't get it. We didn't get that. That wasn't ultimately that's not the goal. The goal for these things is to show up and not get hurt. Um, that wasn't the goal. That isn't what Paolo wanted to do. And at the end of the day, that's what he had to do. That's what Franz would have to do. Is to really put themselves I- I- in that mode. And they just weren't game for it. However, just because the Magic didn't do much at this year's All-Star Weekend doesn't mean that that time isn't coming. Everyone knows the Orlando Magic are coming. And that's why they're going to be All-Star mainstays for a long, long time. We're going to talk about how the Magic get to the Sunday game coming up here in just a moment. But first, Nissan's Most Electric Player of the Week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. 
our Player of the Week since we named our last one on Friday. Our Player of the Week is you, the fans. Yeah, I'm going to fudge it. They make it th- If we're going to do this ad read in two consecutive shows, I'm going to give credit to the people that deserve credit. That's you, the fans, the people who bring the energy, the electricity, the fierceness, the elegance, the power, everything to all the All-Star festivities and to every NBA game. Look, if you sat through the Rising Stars game, if you sat through the first couple acts of Saturday night before we got to the Mac McClung show, if you somehow sat through the entire NBA All-Star game on Sunday, even with Jason Tatum scoring 55 points, who would have thought a 55-point game would be so boring, then you deserve the Nissan player, most electric player of the week. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, unlike NBA All-Star Weekend. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. weren't a presence at All-Star Weekend, just like they haven't been a presence uh, in, in the national media and the national narrative. Um, that is that is perfectly understandable. Magic last year had only 22 wins. They got the number one pick. That is usually not a sign that you're a particularly good team. Um, they struggled early in the season, 5-20. and 20. They had their lone national TV game taken away because Chet Holmgren was hurt. The Thunder have earned back a couple national TV games because they are in the playoff chase, just like the Ma- the Ma- although closer than the Magic are. Um, but the Magic have worked very nondescriptly. And so again, like I said, if there's a reason that Magic fans are disappointed coming out of All-Star Weekend, and, and look, I'm guilty of it. My writers are guilty of it too. We tried to hype up All-Star Weekend uh, and the Rising Stars game in particular as a chance for the Magic's young players to show the rest of the world what they're about. You know, if you're disappointed, then yeah, it's because the Magic are still nondescript. They did not do anything of note during All-Star Weekend. The people who believe that the Magic are still one of the worst teams in the league and, you know, kind of ignoring that part of the play-in chase, well, they're going to keep ignoring. They're going to keep sleeping. But we all know, those of us who watch this team, we all know that that time is coming. Whether that time comes next year, you know, Paolo Bancaro in his rookie diary, you could read that uh, uh, on the Associated Press's website, and his rookie diary said, you know, being at All-Star Weekend was great. It was it was a whirlwind for him. I, I think part that's part of why he, you know, kind of hung back was it was his first time at All-Star Weekend. I would suspect next year in the Rising Stars game, if Paolo Bancaro plays in the Rising Stars game, that he will be much, he will be a leader among among the players, even with Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson there. Um, Scoot Henderson also played in this one and looked very much like a rookie as well. Um, but 
Paolo Bancaro made it clear in that rookie diary that he wants to play on Sunday next year. And the reality is, to be a mainstay on Sunday, to be a mainstay on All-Star Weekend, means that you are on a winning team. We have to be reductive about this. We have to be simple about this. If the Magic want notoriety, if the Magic want respect, if the Magic want all-star accolades, whether it's for Paolo, whether it's for Franz, whether it's putting Gary Harris in the putting Gary Harris in the three-point contest or Bull Bull in the skills competition, which the, they should have done anyway, um, you know, putting Markel Fultz in the skills competition, outside of the Rising Stars game, if the Magic want notoriety and want respect, it starts with winning. And that has been the biggest shift this year for this team. Yes, they're still rebuilding. Yes, people are still not noticing. But everyone on this team is understanding how important winning is and how difficult winning is and how difficult it is to take those important next steps. We are talking about the Magic being in the play-in chase, but they are four games back with 23 to go. They have a lot of work to do to catch up. And they got a lot of teams they got to climb over. Um, personally, I think the first goal, climb over Indiana. Saturday's game against the Pacers is a big one. You got to pass the Pacers in the standings. Do that first. You know, don't t- take down the teams one at a time. You still got two more games against Washington. You still got a lot of opportunity to catch up on these teams. You own the season series with Chicago. Um, you're tied in the season series with Toronto. There's, there's a lot of opportunity still. This race is not over, even if the Magic have a big hill to climb. But it's not about this year. Frankly, this year is, is uh, perception-wise, all, certainly all-star-wise, is done. The Magic are going to be who they are. They're going to keep scratching. They're going to keep clawing. And if they pick up a couple wins, people will turn their heads and say, oh, the Magic are 11th. The Magic are two games back of the play. And the Magic are a half game out. What's going on over there? And it won't just be NBA heads that do that. Everyone else will notice too. But to get to Sunday, for Paolo or Franz or whoever— to get to Sunday and really make All-Star Weekend a place where the Magic are not just kind of off to the side, but part of the main story is going to take wins. At the end of the day, everything comes back around to it. And we all sense how close this team is knocking on the door of that. Knocking on the door of that relevancy, of that opportunity, of those chances. This team is very, very close to being that breakthrough team. And frankly, the goal next year for the Magic to, in Indianapolis is, yes, Paolo Bencaro will be at the Rising Stars. Yes, whoever they draft, whether it's both players, whether it's one player, will also be in the Rising Stars. Their goal needs to be to be so undeniable, to be a team that everyone around the league recognizes that it would be impossible to tell the story of the NBA season without them. At the end of the day, individual accolades are team accolades. Julius Randle was in the All-Star game because the Knicks are a winning team. And they're also the Knicks, but the Knicks are a winning team. The Utah Jazz got so much love, not just because they were the host team, which certainly you know made, them sprinkle, made, made their players sprinkle in throughout the whole event, um, whether it's the Rising Stars game, you know, Rising Stars, Walker Kessler deserves it, absolutely. Whether it was a skills champ- champion competition with with, uh, two, with Team Jazz, whether it's a three-point contest, getting uh, Jordan, getting a couple of the, getting a Jazz player in there. 
the the magic have to be so undeniable that they have to be included in these things, that they are part of the larger season narrative. That's just not where the magic are at right now. But soon they will be. You look at the talent on this team, you look at how things have come together, you look at how this team has played since early December, it's going to be hard to deny who the Magic are and not reward them for that success. Now, obviously, there's a lot that's going to happen before then. Free agency, the draft, each season's different. You can't you can't count on progress being linear. And, and the Magic are going to have to work just as hard next year to make good on the things they seem to have built this year than, uh, than, than anything else. But the Magic are coming. We can all sense it. We can all feel it. Everyone around the league knows it too. This is a very talented group of players. And this is a team that has the opportunity and the chance to take some real steps forward. When we come back, we'll recap the rest of All-Star Weekend. I'll give you some All-Star hot takes because I have a few All-Star hot takes that, that I do need to get off my chest. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. It's been a while. You know, I'm sure some of you still haven't taken down your Christmas trees. I see you back there. Your goal probably was to eat a little healthier, and it's never too late, even here in late February, to stick to that goal or to renew that goal. So if you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then you got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, the 100% real chocolate helps. Like, chocolate's good. We're, let's not let's not let's 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 not beat around the bush there. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Also good. Um, you know, not not always healthy for you, but always good. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar, with 17 grams of protein. Get your protein fix and your chocolate fix all in one bite. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Check it out today. Built Bar, the, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't want to be, um, I don't like being one of these guys that complains about All-Star Weekend. Um, I, I do not believe All-Star Weekend needs to be saved. Um, I, I really, I honestly dislike that discourse. Um, that's not important to me. I, I take All-Star Weekend for what it is. Um, it's, it's obviously evolved and changed 
um, you know, for, for a, numer- a number of reasons. I don't think we'll ever get back to what it was, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s maybe when the world was a little less connected. Um, you know, I, honestly, like, All-Star Weekend's different because we see all these players all the time, whether it's, you know, having a national TV game essentially every day of the week, uh, whether it's having league pass, having easy access to highlights, you know, I, I think the novelty of NBA All-Star Weekend in the 80s and, and even into the 90s was as, certainly as a kid growing up in Orlando, I wouldn't get to see Mitch Richmond all the time, or I wouldn't get to see Kobe Bryant all the time. Um, All-Star Weekend was an opportunity to see the stars of the NBA all together because you wouldn't get to see them all together all the time. It, this stuff is made for TV. And so as TV has evolved, as our viewing habits of this game have evolved, the All-Star Game has evolved. And, and, and again, the All-Star Game competitively has struggled to find the right tone. Elam ending's great. I still think you stick with it. People who are complaining about the Elam ending, I think, are missing the larger the larger picture. Um, the fact that I think these guys are all friends, uh, you know, I think that, help, that hurts the All-Star Game competitively a little bit, too. They all see each other. They all know each other. And, you know, this stuff isn't that important. They're all giving money to charity anyway. Um, it's... The game should be more entertaining because it is a showcase game. It is something that does draw in casual fans, and I think that's important to note, and, and, and I think something that, that needs to be stressed a little bit. But at the same time, like entering, I, I remember I was, I was playing the NBA Top Shot Predictive Challenge, and, and the challenge was to pick who the highest score in the All-Star game would be. And I kept saying to myself, well, like who's actually playing in this game? Like Giannis, we knew, was hurt coming in. He literally made a basket and then fouled to check himself out, and he was done for the night. LeBron James, you know, Joel Embiid was questionable. Jalen Brown was questionable. It, it's like no one was try, no one is out there trying to get hurt. And no one's out there trying to to do anything too crazy. The level of defense was really bad. Um, you know, I don't think you need to like gimmick this game up like they did with the celebrity game at times uh, on Friday. Celebrity game was a lot of fun though. Don't don't hate. I'm not hating on the celebrity game. That was actually one of the better events of the weekend. Um, shout out to the Miz uh, for for nearly for nearly winning the game on a half court buzzer beater. Uh, but, uh, but, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to fix because it's so unimportant. Um, like I said, all-star Saturday night, half the battle was effort and, you know, credit to a, the all four dunkers, like all those guys wanted to put on a show and they largely did. It was, you know, fewer props, fewer kind of gimmick dunks and, and everyone completed dunks on their first or second try. Um, Mac McClung was, I, I think he, I, he was the clear favorite in my mind entering the contest. Um, he put on a show and just like kind of stepped off the bench and did crazy dunks on the first try. And that part was really impressive. And that part was, was you know, one of the better parts of the weekend. And, and look, all four of those guys deserve a lot of credit. You know, you know, they had to step up their game once they saw Mac McClung and understood what he was about. But they all deserve a lot of credit for putting on a good show and, 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 Giving everyone entertaining. Was it an all-time classic dunk contest? No. But it was entertaining. It was good. And again, effort is half the battle. Obviously, there's no effort in the All-Star game right now. And and whether you want to wring your hands over that, whatever. Um, the 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 you know, the important I whatever one of the I work at a TV station for my day job. One of our producers has two rules for a successful broadcast. You don't go no one dies, you don't go to black. Um, that's kind of the the rule here. No one dies. No one gets hurt. Like, that's that's what matters in an All-Star game. That's what matters in these All-Star settings. And obviously, like, Giannis is going over to New York to see a, a specialist to look at his wrist. LeBron got 
got injured going for uh, a dunk and, and sat out the second half. Like, there's no reason for any of that. We all know what this event is. Um, you know, maybe some of it is too, you know, like for lacking like kind of true stars. They're all they're all just hoopers. They just want to hoop hoop and they don't like have the same personality. I don't know. Um, but there's nothing to fix about the All Star Game. Um, the game needs to attract fans. And even if you turn All Star Weekend or, or the, you know All Star Weekend A is about business. It's not about the events. Uh, that's one of the things I learned at the 2012 All Star Game All Star Weekend. The NBA sells its playoff playoff advertisements there. Um, every player has like tons of promotional stuff going on. It's it's literally a convention. It's a it's a weekend convention. And honestly, maybe the NBA needs to lean more into the entertainment aspects if they want to say quote unquote save the All Star Game. Maybe the goal is do like hockey and split guys into smaller teams, do three on three games, do 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 something do something a little bit different and make make the NBA All Star Game a, a little bit more of a show. I don't know. Um, if their TV ratings tell you that it's bad, then maybe that's how you know it's time to change things up. I liked the I liked the draft. Um, I thought it was a little clunky. I thought they it could have been it could have been managed managed better on the uh, for TV broadcast um, and, and shortened up a little bit. I think even one of the players said that. Uh, but it was it was cool. It was good. It was fun. And 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 you know we got back to kind of playground roots, which I think is really good too. Um, I like the Elam ending. I, I I think that that did that did inject a lot of life into the game, but. There's no sense like wringing your hands over this. Um, it was not an entertaining weekend, plain and simple. Just it, it, but it rarely is. Like sometimes you get a really special dunk contest, sometimes you get a really fun three point contest, sometimes you get a really special all star game, where like the competitive juices start flowing, and that's when it gets really fun. But we're never gonna get Allen Iverson leading a 25 point comeback again. Like I don't think the players are, you know, for better or for worse. The players aren't interested in doing that in an all-star game. It's a very different time um, back then. It was a very different time when that happened and 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 and, and uh, there. There. I mean, guys are trying to leave less stress on their bodies because they're trying to gear up for the playoffs. You know, I would say this about Paolo. Paolo had the same issue. Paolo had the same disinterest in playing the game. He was there, he showed up, he did his thing, but he wasn't like saying, I'm making a statement today. We wanted him to say, I'm making a statement today. He didn't do that. And frankly, I think that's kind of the whole vibe from the weekend as no one really had a statement to make. Like, they could have easily made Donovan Mitchell the MVP, you know, but no one was stopping anybody. So I guess that wasn't going to happen. It is what it is. All-Star Weekend's behind us. We'll look ahead to the rest of the season because that's that's the fun stuff. This is the stuff that, that this, is, this, is the, this is the stuff that gets really fun about the NBA is the playoff push, playoff games, and and we're I think we're all really excited for the end of the season because I think it's going to be a really fun and competitive postseason. So that's that's ultimately what matters. No more hand wringing about the All Star Game. There's some tweaks that need to be made. I'm not losing sleep that it's broken or anything like that. I would say that you're not broken though. You you guys are my Nissan Nissan uh, pl- player electrifying players of the week. But I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Let's find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. And all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can always follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. You can find that on the Locked On NBA feed. All the scores, all the analysis from the local experts from around the NBA. Check it out today. The Game to Game NBA podcast. You can find that on the Locked On NBA feed on YouTube or wherever you download podcasts. 
That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.